Daf Yud Dalit. Here we go. We got up to the words Vechitema, um, which is on the fifth line down on Yud Dalit Amar Aleph. But I said, as we uh, ended off yesterday's year, I pointed out that um, we should really go back and restart this sugya, okay? Um, and we should start from the words in Nema. It's really pretty far back, but I'm going to challenge ourselves and say that we'll still be able to finish the daf even if we move this far back. Um, but it's, it's Kedai, otherwise, because th- this, today's daf is really a hemshech, it's really a continuation of um, yesterday's sugya, and it'll, it'll allow us to uh, re-acquire uh, for ourselves this whole Indian of yados that handles when you have something that's an extension of something else, uh, you know, how, how much of a part of it do we consider if the handle itself becomes tame? Does the main chefza become tame along with it? And let's pick up from. You know what? Let's not go. Let's just pick up from e kaitzitzon laachila. Okay, let's just pick up from there, which is one, two, three, four, five. Let's just go. We'll, we'll pick up five lines from the bottom of Yud Gimel on the base. All right. So now, let, let's get into this. There's a b'risa that we learned yesterday. We'll talk outside for a moment. The b'risa says that if you have branches with fruit on the branches, whether it's vines for grapes, whether it's branches that have figs on them, whether it is stalks of wheat, you know, that still has the kernels, but the stalk is attached, Okay. So the Tanakama says, you follow Rov, you follow the majority, okay? If the stalk, which is really secondary to the kernel, right? Because it's more, but it's really secondary. But if it covers more schach area than the kernel, says the Tanakama, it's going to be kosher schach, because Lamaisa, your kosher schach is a lot stronger than your puzzle schach. That was the opinion of the Tanakama. Achirim said that um, you need the yados, you need the handles to be more than the handles with the food together. Okay? What does it mean, the handles being more than the handles with the food? It means the part that has no role whatsoever for the fruit has to play a, has to outnumber the part of the stems or the branches that are necessary for the fruit with the fruit. See, here's the svar, here's the logic. According to Achirim, the vines slash branches that are right near the fruit are part of the fruit. The branches that are part of the broader tree or the broader vine are not going to be considered fruit. So when that, when that additional amount that's not so close to the fruit, right? The rest of that branch outweighs the, the closer stems and the fruit. That's when it's going to be kosher, okay? And we tried saying that perhaps the machlokas is about whether, you know, how strong of a role Yados plays. 
and um, the Gemara ended off, and this is where we're going to pick up on this statement, five lines to the bottom, with Rav Menashe, who says that really everybody agrees that any branches that are cut off l'shem schach and are not fruit are going to be called uh, branches. But what happened over here is that originally the only reason why I cut the branches is because I wanted the grapes or I wanted the figs or I wanted the dates. That's why I cut the whole thing originally. And then once I, so, so the main thing over there now is what was the svara? What's going on in my mind? What am I focused on? The fruit. Because I, I cut this all down for the fruit. So then in such a situation, the yados is called the fruit. Because it's only here because that was my intent. I want to eat. And then I changed my mind. And I said, no, I, I know I cut it down for fruit, but really now Sukkot is coming. I want to use it as my schach. And over there, that's where the Machlechus in Tanakama, according to Rabbi Nashi, the Machlechus Tanakama and Achirim is going to be in such a scenario where the Tanakama is going to say, listen, buddy, you cut this down. Um, it, at the time that you cut it down, you know, um, the... Uh, the Intent was uh, the, the intent was the shame eating, okay. And now I changed my mind. The shaila is: Are you going to follow the change of mind, or do you follow the original thought process? And therefore, the schach is makabel tumba, and you can't use it as schach. All right, fine. It might have been even faster if we read that inside, but be it as it may. Here we go. Five lines from the bottom. If originally the guy cut it down because he wants the fruit, what's the reason for the Rabbanon that there's no Yados? Why shouldn't it be Yados? Of course there's Yados. The Yados is only here, L'Shem the pre, L'Shem the fruit. I'm going to say that the Rabbanon hold. Once he changes mind. The thought process changes. Okay. Can you change Machshava in such a, a way? Meaning once something is established with Machshava, with just a simple thought process. Can it be removed with a simple thought process? Vatram, we learned in the Mishnah. All vessels, we now turn to today's daf. Become a vessel. When I decide it's a vessel, like we explained at the end of yesterday's shir, right? The piece of wood, now it's my bowl. Okay. But if you want to re- remove the name Kli from it, you want to change it from being a vessel to just being a stripped down piece of wood, it's not enough to just change your mind. to be like, oh, now it's a piece of wood. No, it doesn't work. You need to do an action. And therefore, according to Menashe, you're going to have a problem. Because according to Menashe, uh, uh, he's, he's bringing down an opinion that a machshava is going to change a machshava. And we know that's not true. When I originally cut it down the same fruit, and then I uh, changed my intention, now it's the same. Is anybody going to say that just because you changed your intent the halachic status of this wood changes? No. No one's going to say that. Because everybody knows. Machshava cannot be motzi midei machshava. Machshava cannot remove a dim You need a maisa. You need an action. V'chitim, if you're going to say, the only time you need an action to change the name of a kli. That's when you mamish have a vessel. Which is, uh, it, it, got, it, it became chashuv, it became a zach, it became an epis. It went from a pshutei kli eitz, it went from a stripped down piece of wood into having a status. Now all of a sudden they're selling me in the supermarket. When it comes to Yadis, what's Yadis again? The, we'll call it the stems of the grapes that are right next to the grape. It's there, Litzayr Chachila. Okay? When you purchase grapes in the store and they weigh the grapes, 
you know you're paying for a little bit of that stem. But the, the stem's there, it's just part of the grape. It's just, it's there, right? So I would say, the Tzarech Achilinen, it's there because in order to eat, you're also going to need to have some stems there. Machshava Nasa, Machshava Salka. So I would say, listen, maybe a Machshava can remove its status. This is a very logical thing. What the Gemara is saying is like this. When do we say a thought cannot uproot a thought? That is when my original thought caused a full-fledged vessel. So now my original thought caused a full-fledged vessel. A, a thought later on ain't going to change that. However, when my original thought caused the stems to become secondary to a fruit, so the stems themselves never took on their own name. They never became anything chashav. They never became their own entity. So now when I change what I want those stems there for, let it work. Big deal, let it work. I'm not changing it from the name Kli. Anyway, what was it? It was just secondary to the fruit. It, didn't, it never stood by itself. So maybe that's a good logic, says the Gemara. That ain't going to work either. You know why? But not, because we learned in the Mishnah. When it comes to fruit. Now, I'm not, I don't want to translate the Sasan right now. All right? I don't want to translate the Sasan. Um, the Gemara is going to try to clarify what this word means. Let's just translate besosan as besosan. Any uh, handles of fruits that um, are besosan, bagoren, and they're still in the granary, tohoros. They cannot become tummy. They are going to remain tohor. Rabbi Yaisi Metame. Rabbi Yaisi says that food that is bes- that's in besosan can become tummy. Okay. Now, Okay, don't worry. We don't know If you say besasan means to undo the string around a bundled schach, sashapir, it makes sense because now look back at this statement. All yodais eichlin, all stems of fruit, shebesasan, that you untied the string, so now they're no longer bundled. Givaldik. Okay? Shapir, it makes sense that you can change what it was originally. Why? Because you did a mice. Okay? But according to the Manda Amaru says that Bisasan does not mean untied. Rather, it means, not that I, I, I uh, uh, rather it means Bisasan Mamish. Okay, now Bisasan Mamish is even a greater action. Bisasan Mamish means like I, I, um, I hammered it. I, I broke it down, okay? We are, uh, for those just joining us, we are at the first wide line on Yud Dalit Amur My Ika Lameymar, what are you going to say? How in the world can you find an opinion who's going to say that a change is not going to impact anything? Of course it's going to impact anything, right? Because you did a full-fledged, you, know, you did a full-fledged Maisa in such a case. The Gemara says, No. Maybe when we're talking about the yodas of grapes, we're dealing with he Hitaka beat the grapes. He did a he did a, a a strong action on it. Okay, and therefore what I originally thought were the stems were secondary to this has now changed. so Why does Achirim argue if you mamish beat up these grapes, right? You beat you 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 uh, you know you you beat them to a literally to a pulp, right? So 
what's going to be the svara? Why it shouldn't change the original machshava? The Gemara answers: Damar Kerb Yaisi the Tanan Reb Yaisi Metame Reb Yaisi says that um, when a person takes the uh, when a person is working with the stems that are closer to the fruit, Reb Yaisi says it's still capable of becoming tamei. Okay, because because why is this? Be, uh, he's going to say that even the action of breaking and hammering down and and uh, and you know uh, punching down the straw. That even itself is not enough of an action to remove a thought process, okay? Which is going to be like, why not? What else do you need? Let's keep reading, and, fin- and we'll finish off this idea. Then we're starting a brand new concept. Says the Gemara, "Hi, my. What do you mean? Bishlamahasam. It's understandable when we're dealing with the with the um, crunching of the straw. I will say, time of the The reason for Rabbi that it's still capable of becoming tummy because it's secondary to the fruit, because it's uh, because it still has a chashivus even after you crunch it. says that even though you beat it up, it's still capable of being turned over with the rakes. That are kept in the granary, and therefore it's not considered enough of mice. You want to make a shinoi, you want to, you want to do a mice in this thing? You got to just completely strip out the kernels from the whole thing. Where if you were to rake it up, the kernels are going to fall through. You, you, you changed it from being a stalk to being a kernel. But over here, where you, um, the, you broke down the, the stems because you want to use it as, as a schach. What do you? Uh, what good is there? Uh, what, what usage have we given it? By the wheat, it went from a straw stalk to a wheat kernel. So now we could say, okay, something happened. That's enough of myself. But according to Reish Lakish, where there's no direct impact in how I view it, Shkayach, I crushed it. Okay, doesn't matter. There's no direct impact though of what people view it. It's not enough of a change. Says the Gemara. No, there is a change. I'll tell you because Chazio Lechi. You know why there's, uh, there's still a practical hands-on change once you break and, and crunch the straw? Because when you take off the schach, it's going to be easier to remove this way. Okay? And there, it's, in other words, it still has a length on it. And since there's still a mile at it, there's still a, uh, you know, a, a something positive that the owner's gaining from it, Memela, therefore, it, uh, it's considered like it has a purpose, and that's the Svara for Acherim, who says that the straw, even after it's crunched, is still going to be called Yodas. Why? Why is it called Yodas? Because it's easier to take off the Schach from my sukkah. Period. End of that discussion. We're now up to the word Gufa. Um, we are up to the fifth wide line on Yudal Ramadal. A Gufa, a piece of a previously quoted Brisa. 14a. All right. um, we're a little bit before the Mishnah. 14a too. Okay, I got it. Okay, the word is gufa. Uh, uh, yeah, a, something we, a piece of a previously quoted price. Got it? Awesome. All right, here we go. Gufa. All handles of food that are, that are, um, okay. Now, we said besosan either means um, where you untied it 
or it means that it's crunched. It's to, it's to her. It's not capable of becoming tummy. It's not connected to the to the food. Rebbeisi mitami. Rebbeisi says no. It's capable of becoming tummy. My besosan. Rebbeichen Amar Rebbeichen says besosan mamish, and Rebbe Lazar Omer hitir abda. Okay. Rebbeichen says that it's besosan mamish. You mamish, you know, uh, beat it down. And uh, Rebbe Lazar says no. All it means is that you separated it. That's all it means is that you untied it, and um, you know and Perhaps that would be enough of an action. That's Rabbi says there's still going to be tummy. Why is it still tummy? Because what'd you do? You untied it? That's not considered a maisa. It fell apart by itself. Same answer. Beautiful. And Rabbi Lazar says, we're going to end off with a little bit of a gadata, just a little, uh, little taste as we get to the Mishnah. Amar Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Lazar says, Lama nimshala tfilasen shal tzadikim ke'eser. Why are the prayers of righteous people, of tzadikim, why are they considered like a pitchfork? What's the parable of a pitchfork to one's prayer? Laimar lecha, to say to you, to teach you, ma eser zeh. Just like an eser, just like a pitchfork, doesn't only shift grain from place to place. But as it shifts it, as it moves it, it's turning it over. So to the tfilos of tzadikim, it turns upside down the das of HaKadosh Baruch from being in a, we'll call it a state of achzariyas. Achzariyas literally means uh, to be uh, to be an achzar, to be a little harsh and rude, is an achzar. Over here, it's referring to the mida of din, you know, perfect justice. When uh, you know, unfortunately, we we can't stand in perfect justice in front of Hakadosh Baruch. So even if we deserve something, the prayers of a tzaddik turn over the the um, you know this midah of Hakadosh Baruch this characteristic to start focusing on the midah of Rachmanus of mercy, and as we've explained a few times, Rachmanus means to have mercy on somebody for no reason, even when they don't deserve it. Um, when we say Maidaani in the morning, we don't ask for Rachmanus. Interestingly. We ask for mercy, but we, we use the word chemla. We say, we're grateful to you, Hashem, right? Um, creator of the world, king of the universe, you return my neshama, bechemla, with mercy. Rabba emunasecha. You have a lot of trust in us. So what's chemla? So chamoil, the way my father, Zechariah Lebracha, would, would say it, and he would bring rias. Chamol means to have mercy on somebody for a reason. To have mercy on I, I have a reason why I'm having mercy on you. And when we dive in the morning, we're asking others Baruch Hu to have mercy on us for a reason. We should have, make use of our day that when Akadosh Baruch Hu has mercy and is kind to us, it should be for sufficient reason that, you know, that we're deserving of it. Practically speaking, you know, besides for that we say on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, Right, you know, outside of that, and a few other times, we usually ask for Achmanus, which is mercy for no particular reason. 
mercy just because Hashem, you love us. And um, uh, so too over here, you know, we're asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu to change from the Midah of Achzariyas to Midah Rachmanas. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees a tzaddik, that, that Midah just shifts, see whether or not we actually deserve it. Okay. All right, here we go. About halfway down in the wide lines on Yudal Rabbanal, up to the mission. Says the mission. Misachim bin Asar. This is going to be a fascinating Gemara. We know from the previous Mishnah what's valid schach, what's kosher schach. It's got to grow from the ground and it cannot be capable of becoming impure. When would something be capable of becoming impure? If it's a vessel. So, can I use tree branches as schach? Say, yeah. Can I use slats? As chach. Yeah. Can I use two by fours? As chach. Two by fours. Can I use two by fours? You'd say no. All right. Why not? Wild guess. Okay. Why not? Well, just a guess. Can you use two by fours? All right. Yale says yes. What about? What about? Ready? My, the walls of my sukkah last year uh, were after sukkahs. I had my brother-in-law stay and he started building us a new one so we'll see what happens this year. But last year I had ultra heavy, eight foot tall, four foot wide, half inch thick uh, wood boards. You know? Which is, that was the type of sukkah that we lived in. You know, when I was a kid. Uh, but it's a, I just can't carry. It's very heavy. Uh, Panels, the panels. Can I take those panels and just lay them out as my schach? No. Why not? Too big. All right. How big is too big? If you don't have an answer, that's great, because we're about to learn in the mission. All right, let's get cracking. That's our introduction. Let's get going over here. So it has to grow from the ground. At what point is wood now called a board, a panel? Yeah, where it's like, okay, sorry, Charlie, this is auto, an automatic vessel. Okay, or let's say a two-by-four, Harris said no. I'll tell you why you said no, because it's common building material. So maybe it's a vessel, right? Maybe it's a vessel. So it, might, it has a status of clean. It's construction material now. It's not just a simple piece of wood. Let's see. Says the Mishnah, Masachim bin Asar. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you are allowed to use boards... We don't know how big. You're allowed to use boards as chach. Rameir, Eiser, Rameir says you're not allowed to use boards. Okay, fine. Nasan Aleha Neser. Shurachav Arbat Vachim If a person lays out a board at the edge of their sukkah, which is four Tvachim wide, okay, your sukkah is still going to be kosher. You can't sleep under that board, though. As long as you don't sleep underneath. Now, this Mishnah, until we see the Gemara, is, you know, especially the Rasha in particular, needs explanation. Go ahead, Rabbi What? You had a question? Yeah, you're asking me something? Is that board outside the sukkah or inside? Inside, inside. Inside. It's inside my sukkah. It's laying on top. Let's say the walls go straight up. And then I lay out a four tefach wide board, you know, on top until my schach starts. 
So it's still a valid sukkah because of what? Daifin akuma, like we learned. We'll call it a bent wall. You just can't sleep underneath because it's like I'm sleeping under a, a, a wall as opposed to sleeping under schach. Okay? So the second part is cool. The first part of the Mishnah is not cool. It's not understandable because what is considered a nesher? This is what the Gemara is going to focus on. Rabbi Huda says, you can, you may use boards as schach. Rabbi Meir says, you can't. And then it says, by the way, if you laid out a four tefach wide board, it's not good. It's not going to ruin your sukkah, but it's not good to sleep under, meaning it's not good schach. Now let me ask you a question. From the end of the Mishnah, that seems to imply that the first part of the Mishnah is smaller than four tefachim. Do you understand why? At the end of the Mishnah, everybody's in agreement that a four tefach wide board, there's no dispute about that. You cannot sleep underneath four tefach, four tefachim. Let's just for, it's, this is not true, but for simplicity's sake, let's just give it three inches per tefach. It's not, it's more than three inches, okay? So if you have four, a, a foot wide, foot wide board, you could lay it out, can't eat or sleep underneath, but it's not going to mess you up. In the first part of the Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda says you could lay out boards as if you could even eat underneath it, right? So we're going to assume that in the Machlokas, that's talking about some board that's less than four tefachim. All right, just a heads up. Says the Gemara. Amar Rav. Rav says, Machlokas bin Yisrael, Sheesh Baham, Arba. The Machlokas um, in our Mishnah, he's dealing with, with four tefach wide. The Rav Meir is like Gzeras Tikra. The Meir holds of Gzeras Tikra. This is a Gzeras Derabonon. That, once we allow people to start using construction material, that's what you were saying with the two by four. Once we allow people to start using construction material, you know what people are going to start doing? Just staying inside their house. My house is also made out of beams, right? That's how they make homes nowadays. It ain't, <laughs> yeah? What's it, the big bad wolf? Yeah? They, they don't make homes nowadays like they used to, right? But by boards that don't have four tefachim, everybody will agree that it is kosher, it's going to be okay. Because... Apparently, as Rashi explains, less than four tefachim was not commonly used for one's homes, so there's no concern people may start using it. Shmuel Amr Shmuel says, "B'she'ein behem arba machlekes." No, the Mishnah, uh, the machlekes of Yehuda and Reb Meir, is when it's less than four. Avi Yishem arba when it is four. Divrei Akol Sula, everybody agrees. Puzzle. So we have a machlekes Rav and Shmuel as to what the machlekes in the Mishnah is. Machlekes about a machlekes. Yeah, sounds Jewish. Great. So. Again, uh, Rob says that um, when it's four tefachim wide, uh, it is a dispute, right? Huh? Less than three is not. And Shmuel, and Shmuel says, no, absolutely. Four is automatically usher, not allowed. Um, less than four is going to be a machlekes. Okay, now let's go through these opinions. Ein bahem Says the Gemara, one second, hold your horses. Ein behem arba. When the boards are less than four tefachim wide. Ba'afilu pachas mishleishim. Let me ask you a question. What does less than four mean? It says if, if it's less than four tefachim, then, then there's a dispute. Is, is a three tefach wide board less than four tefachim? Is a two tefach wide board less than four tefachim? Yeah. Is a one tefach wide board less than four tefachim? Yeah. And what about a quarter tefach? Yeah. 
So why are you saying, oh, when it's four, puzzle. Less than four, every bachlokas. What are you less than four? You kidding me? If I take a bamboo pole, every people are going to be arguing on me? Less than four means all-inclusive. Anything less than four, and that, that don't make sense. I'm going to fuck with says, this is what Shmuel means. When it's four, tvachim wide, it's a no-no. That's building material, no, 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 that's no good. Pachas mishleishim. Less than three tvachim, less than nine inches. Everybody will agree is fine. My time, oh, why? You know what means? It's a stick. And that's schach. Less than three tvachim is a stick. All right? At some point, you're going to have to let me use wood. Between three and four tvachim, from nine to twelve inches. That since you don't have a area of four tvachim, which you learned out from the laws of Shabbos, four tvachim is considered a chashuv place, and therefore to, to establish that that measurement from Shabbos, anything that's four tvachim is considered chashuv. Umar Savar, and the other opinion is going to be kivan denatki luhu mitayras lavod gazrinan. That once it is beyond three tvachim, which is the measurement of lavod, the Rabban already made their gzera, made their decree, and said you're not allowed to use boards that are longer or wider than three tvachim, um, nine inches. Okay, beautiful. So here's the bottom line. Let's let's schmooze outside for a, for for a, a second. The Gemara told us there's a machlokas about the machlokas. Now let's talk about the original machlokas. Let's remind ourselves. We said in the Mishnah, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you're allowed to use beams as chach. Rameir said, nothing doing. Okay. You're not allowed to use beam, uh, 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 panels. That was the Yale's word. That's the word we choose. You're not allowed to use these panels. Okay. Where is that machlokas? How wide are these panels that there's a machlokas? Okay. So, Rameir was of the opinion, I'm sorry, Rav was of the opinion that if it's four tzvachim wide, no, less than three, we have a, a uh, machloikas. Shmuel was, I'm sorry, that, that, um, uh, Shmuel was of the opinion that four tzvachim wide is no, less than four is the machloikas, and Rav held vice versa. Now let's focus and see which one is correct. Tanam, we learned in the Mishnah. If a person puts up a panel, which is four tvachim wide, the sukkah is still kosher. It's a valid sukkah. You just can't sit underneath it. You know why? It's considered a, an extension of my wall. So I just view it like my walls went up, my walls are folded over now, and my schach starts where it starts. Okay. Says the Gemara. According to Shmuel, says when it's less than four it's less than four tvachim. We have a machlaikas. But four tvachim wide, everybody agrees, puzzle. But guess what? That's why it says, by four tvachim wide, you can't sleep underneath it. Because everybody agrees, it's going to be puzzle. According to Rab, who says that when there is four, it's a machlaikas. But when it's less than four, everybody agrees, it's, co- it's completely kosher. According to Rabbi Yehuda, why, why not sleep under, well, why can't you sleep underneath it? Why? Because according to Rabbi Yehuda, it's kosher. So we shouldn't give a blanket statement, don't sleep underneath it. Yeah, go sleep underneath it. According to Rabbi Yehuda, it's completely kosher. You know why? 
because it ain't four tvachim wide. Anything less than four tvachim wide, he says, is, is cool. It's fine. Answers the Gemara. Me he. No, you need a. We're misunderstanding the Mishnah. At the end of the Mishnah, where we said that if you put a four tefach wide beam, you cannot sleep underneath it. Really, you should know. Seifa asan the Rameir. That is only following the opinion of Rav Meir. Rav Yehuda never agreed with that halacha, and Rav Yehuda actually, according to the opinion of Shmuel, according to Shmuel's explanation, that there's a machlekes by four. According to Rav Yehuda, the one would actually be permitted to sleep underneath a four tefach wide panel on top of his head. Period. End of that um, proof for Shmuel. Tashma, come and listen. Shnei sedinim itztarfin. Here we go. Two sedinim, two sheets that are tied together are mitztarif. They connect to form one, uh, one complete area. All right? Let's turn to Abad Beis. Shnei nesarim, but two panels, ein mitztarfin, they do not join together to add to measurement. Nisarim, Kistinim, it's all the same. Okay? Now, this is a very uh, logical thing. And let's just envision this for ourselves. Let's envision this for ourselves. We have familiarized ourselves with the idea that if you have Pasol Schach on top of your head, the sukkah may still be kosher. You just can't sit underneath the invalid schach. Right? So if I have my walls going up, and then I spread schach puzzle, invalid schach across the top, as long as the puzzle schach does not fill a required me- measurement my sukkah will remain kosher, just don't sit underneath that part where you have invalid schach. But here's the deal. What if I have two sheets? They're both schach puzzle. They're side by side. Do they combine to add to my total area of schach puzzle, or do I look at each one individually? Okay? So the Tanakhama had said, it depends. If it's sheets, you don't view it individually. If it's wooden boards, wooden panels, you do view it individually. The mayor says, no, everything's the same. Okay? And therefore, the same way the sheets would combine for a total area of schach puzzle to ruin my sukkah, so too wood would, uh, would combine as well. What does it mean they could combine? Are we talking about combining two boards to a total of four tvachim? No, that's not possible. Right? Come on. I mean, the bottom line, I mean, we shouldn't say it's not possible. It's off, but I guess it's possible. Because, but you have to say that mitzvah me, mitzvah l'arba. Okay, which is going to be a tough call, because then why don't you always say every time you have shach kosher side by side with other shach kosher that ultimately it's all going to combine and make shach possible? Okay. 
but he'll say, listen, between three and four tzvachim, I get it. Uh, you know, why maybe it's, you know, you're going to say, once you combine it, you're going to run into trouble. What's the case where the boards are go- the the board the, the panels are going to combine to create a a, a sukkah puzzle? If each one originally has four tefachim, so it's already puzzle. What are you doing to combine four? It's already puzzle. Each one's less than four tefachim, but if it's less than four tefachim, <laughs> why are they combining to make schach puzzle? I now have kosher schach on the side by side with kosher schach. These are regular reeds. It's regular pieces of wood. What are they joining for? The Gemara says, We're dealing with four tefach wide panels. Well, what does it mean? We have four tefachim wide panel. Now let us sleep underneath it. Another four tefach wide panel. Here's another four tefach wide panel. All of a sudden, we're closing in on our Dalit Amas that uh, is outside the, the domain of Daifin Akuma. Outside the ability of Daifin Akuma, and that's why the sukkah is going to be possible. Vishnachrin, another way to learn and understand this Gemara. Vishma the Shmuel, if Shem and Rabbah Machlekes, it makes sense. Going to Shmuel says when it's less than four Tfachim, it's a Machlekes. How will Yeshua Rabbah be able When it's four Tfachim, everybody will agree it's possible. My Mitzarpin, what does it mean to join that these these boards are going to join together? It means they join together for Daifin Akuma. Mitzarpin, Rabbah Ramas Minatzat El Rav, but according to Rav. Who says that there's even a machlekas about four tefach wide boards? Bishlama the Rameir, according to the Rameir, my mitzarfim mitzarfim lavabas minatzad. You can say it's still combines for daifin akuma. Fine. Elder Rabbi Yehuda, according to Rabbi Yehuda, says it's totally kosher. The Amar Afil Yishmael are b'hakshera, even a four tefachim wide, it's valid. So then, how could these kosher schach combine for daifin akuma? What does that mean? It's kosher schach. Myim mitzarfim kana ba'almanenu. This is this is these are uh, regular reeds. These are regular uh, sticks. So you're not running into any issue whatsoever. Said the Gemara, ah, a halagashas concept called ID. ID. ID since. I've become Rav Meir Mitzarfin. Since Rav Meir said Mitzarfin, Om Rav Yudha ain't Mitzarfin. Rav Yudha's just sticking with the. Uh, he's arguing Rav Meir. So when Rav Meir says Allah, he's going to come back. Even if it's not the biggest Chiddush. doesn't have to be the most novel idea. But he's going to come back and challenge what uh, what Rameir was saying, and therefore, um, uh, you know, even though you say it's simple, less than four tefachim according to Rabbi Yehuda uh, should not combine. You're right; he holds it's kosher. But since there's a pity that argues on him, so he wants to just, you know, clarify his complete standing uh, of uh, of what he holds. Okay, period. Let's see if we could prove who's correct. In which, in which case, when you have four tefachim wide, does everybody agree it's puzzle or is it a machlokas? And when it's less than four tefachim, does everybody agree it's kosher or is it a machlokas? So let's see if we could prove which one is correct. Tanya kavase de rav. We have a brisa like rav. Tanya kavase de shmuel, and we have a brisa which seems to back up shmuel. Tanya kavase de rav. First, let's read the brisa. That seems to prove Rav. Sicha ben Asarim shall ere Hashem ben Marva. A person makes schach out of cedar boards. Now these cedar boards, ein bahem arba, are less than four tefachim wide. Says the Brisa, Dibri Akolchir. It's going to be fine. Yesh ben Marva. Let's say they are four tefachim wide. Remeir Paisel. Remeir says Paisel. Rebuta Machshir. Rebuta says it is fine. Amar Rebuta. 
Rabbi Yudah says, let me tell you a story. Maisa b'sha'as ha-sakana. There was once a sakana. What was a sakana? So, it was a, Rashi says, it was a sakana. It was dangerous to keep mitzvahs. Okay? Former Soviet Union, whatever it was. Yeah? Communist Russia. It was dangerous. Sheviu nesorim shoyibem arbo. He says, listen, it was dangerous times. We didn't want the authorities to realize what we're doing, that we're sitting in sukkahs. So we took boards that were four tefachim wide. They thought we're building, good idea, right? They thought we're, we're uh, building a little uh, structure on our porch. And that's what we used as our schach. What do you see from this? Four tefach wide boards can according to some opinions, be kosher. There's no proof. Come on. Every time you've got a danger in a place, you can't prove that ultimately, um, uh, that ult- you can't prove that ultimately um, it's going to be usher everywhere. Why? So let's talk. Because why would a four tefach board be a problem? If I have a, such a wide panel, it's 12 inches wide, why would that be a problem? What was the logic that we said? People are going to start sitting in their homes. Right? They're going to say, oh, what's the difference between the board that's on top of my head of my sukkah and the 12-inch wide board that I put on? So who says that you're not allowed to do that? The chachamim. The sages. Guess what? In a time of danger, the sages say, all the safeguards that we put into place elsewhere don't apply right now. So even though in general, we're not going to allow you to sit in a four tefach wide sukkah, listen, <laughs> it's dangerous, and you can still pull it off in a way where it's biblically allowed, go do that. Right? Go do it. Make sure you fulfill the mitzvah uh, in, in the Torah way, in the biblical way, and, and our decree of refraining from four tefach wide boards, don't worry about our decree. You know, that's not what's important right now. Okay. So that is the b'risa, which seems to be like Rav. Let's say the b'risa, which seems to be like Shmuel. Tanya kavasei de Shmuel. There's a b'risa that seems to be like Shmuel. Sicha ben Asarim shal erez sheyesh bohem arba. If a person puts chach uh, using cedar wood that's four tefachim wide, dirakov su, everybody agrees it's possible, it's not valid. Eim bohem arba, Rav Meir paiso, Rav Yudha makshe. Umaydi Rav Meir shem yesh be'nesle nesar kamali nesar. The mayor agrees that if you have an opening between the boards, the same size as the board itself, let's say my board itself was nine inches wide, and then next to the nine inch wide board, I have nine inches of space. He says, I'll tell you what to do. Sheminiach tesobinem. Put kosher schach in between them. Ukshera, and it's going to be kosher. Okay? It's going to be kosher. Um, and if you the if you look at the diagram in the the art scroll puts a diagram in there, uh-huh, which is beauty. It just shows that you're going to ultimately have the six areas of of um, the non kosher beams and have the five areas where are you have kosher in between. But the center one kind of is the main idea over here because if you look at the center one. That's really where everything else is going to work off of. I got my kosher schach in my middle, and I don't have dofen akuma 
knocking me off from the side because as soon as I ran into a problem with my non-kosher schach, my kosher schach started. Okay? It's going to be kosher. The schach is still going to be kosher. What a beautiful schach. Rebbeir will admit that if you have a four tefach wide board, okay, so you have a brisa, we have one brisa that seems to back up Shmuel, who's an early Amora, another brisa that seems to back up Rav, who is an early Amora. Okay. Period. We're done with that machlaitis right now. Now, how about this? The next conversation is going to be great. And it's going to take us down to the bottom of the Amr. We don't have too much time to talk. We've got four minutes left before everybody has to head out to Mincha. So, um, let's, uh, let's try to cover ground. But the bottom line is, when we say, psh, when we say that you can't have a four tefach wide board, is it only a problem if it's laying flat? What if I have my four tefach wide board that is vertical, okay? What if it's vertical upwards and it's not taking up four tefach of space in my sukkah? If we learn to fuck not today unless you put the boards on their sides. Rav Huna Amar Huna says, it's still going to be possible, okay? It's still gonna be possible. Uh, Amri Lo, they said to him, uh, I'm sorry. Rav Huna Amar Pshuva, Rav Chisav, Rav Abar, Rav Huna Amar Akshir. Ikhlar of Nakhon, the Surah of Nakhon went to Surah Allah, Gabir of Christ of Rabbi Baravun, of Christ of Rabbi Baravun, went to visit him. And we let him say, Afaknaz Deh Ma'awaz Allah. If you take a board, Tabach, wide board, and you turn it on its side, Amri Leh, they said to him, Afaknaz Deh Ma'awu, Amr Loop, Sula. He says, Nakhon. Nasukish Bulun Shemach Techas. You know why? Because once it's four, Fakhim wide, it's now Puzzle Schach. It doesn't matter how you lay it. It's considered like a metal spit that I cook my shawarma on. It's a vessel. It's a vessel. It's a vessel. It's a vessel. Four tefachim wide. It don't matter how you place it. Amaru Ravuna. Ravuna says, Amri Amri Kavasi. One second. Um, <laughs> um, didn't I tell you uh, that he's gonna say like me? Amrule. They said to him, Umi Amar Time of like Did you ever give us a reason and we didn't accept it? Okay. Meaning, first they went to Ravuna, and then I'm sorry. First they went to, yeah. First they went to Ravuna, and he told them that Allah is not good. And then when Rav Nachman came, they asked him. So he said, "Oh, apostle." Ravuna says, "Listen, guys, I already told you that. Yeah, like, well, why can't you listen? You got to go. You know, what, what's your deal?" Um, so they said to him, "I'll tell you our deal is that um, you never gave us the reason for your halach. Okay, so we want to find." Maybe we have a proof to this halacha. Let's say you have a sukkah that cannot hold the raisha, the guy's head, rubai, most of his body, or there's enough of a hole on the bottom of a sukkah where it doesn't protect you from animals coming in on the outside. We have a sukkah has four tefach white beams. Okay, even if you only use three tefachim or the four tefach wide beams, it's still going to be, and you have one tefach hanging on the outside of the sukkah, it's still going to be puzzled. Why? Because the four tefach wide beam in and of itself is a problem. Hechidan. What's the case where you have a four tefach wide board panel and only covers three tefachim of sukkah? 
My love gun shafakin al tfidayim. So we think now it means you turn on the side. Says the Gemara, no, you didn't turn on the side. It's lying flat, but outside the sukkah. Hachamay eskinon kigain de kigain de ancha apuma de metalilasa de ayot lasa lagav apichad lebar. You have three tfachim hanging on the inside of the sukkah. On tefach still to the outside. The havile pesal yotzim in a sukkah. This is considered like schach that is hanging outside the sukkah. Bechol pesal yotzim in a sukkah. Nidain ke sukkah. It's it's a sukkah. And therefore, bottom line, I have a four tefach wide board. And I only put three tefachim of it over the inside part of the sukkah, and I allow the the final tefach to hang on the outside. It's still going to be puzzle. It's not going to be a valid sukkah. We'll hold it here for today. Bezdashem, pick up from the Mishnah on the top of Tesvav tomorrow uh, tomorrow evening.